Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are listening to More Than a Season podcast with Ashley and Brittany. Join us as we walk through what life is like supporting someone within the sports industry. Real, authentic, behind-the-scenes look at what the support system experiences but no one discusses. Grab a drink, sit back, and listen because we are about to get real. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Stop listening. Press pause. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the ratings and reviews. Select five stars and give us a review. And if you're on Spotify, click our podcast page and click follow and download to listen to all of our episodes. Thanks so much. Enjoy this episode. Hello. Hey, friends. Hi. We are so excited to be back for another episode with just Brittany and I. (laughs) Yes. We love just talking to you guys. We hope you like it, too. I know. And we are going to break down the five love languages finally. It has been... A while since we did this poll on Instagram, so we figured it was time. Yes, and we loved all of your guys' feedback and thought it was interesting and funny and figured that we could share a little bit more about what the five love languages are. So if you haven't taken it yet, then you kind of have a little bit of an insider view, and then you can go ahead and take it with your significant other. So we're just going to run through real quick what the five are and kind of what those details are. And then we're going to share our results of ourselves as well as our significant others. And it's actually some funny stories as well, just to summarize our learnings that we've had through this (laughs) entire process of the five love languages. Yes. So starting out with the first one is words of affirmation. So for words of affirmation, this is when people like to hear verbal acknowledgement. I love use compliments maybe you can even write cards them letters or some kind of words of appreciation verbal encouragement and number two is quality time so this is something that can be done has to be done together you can't do it by yourself so it's um, running errands taking trips together doing things um, going on walks sitting talking at home communication is key so no interruptions you have to have that undivided attention And number three is acts of service. So that one, it would be like house chores, maybe helping them out with something that they need your assistance with. If you're really handy around the house, doing things like that, maybe doing things that they want you to do, but maybe necessarily you don't really care or love to do, but you're doing it just for them. That would be acts of service. And number four is the gifts. So this is, it's says gift giving, but it can be small or large. It doesn't have to be um, some dollar amount. It could literally be something that you thought of. Um, it could be bringing home their favorite food or your favorite food, a drink, um, a written note, anything that was thought of and given um, physically to the other person. And the last one is touch. So obviously this one might be a little bit hard if you are a significant other to a coach or player or someone else within the sports industry. But this includes actions such as hugs, touching, sitting close, maybe hand-holding out in public, kissing, anything like nonverbal is for touch. Yeah, so when we first took this test, Carson and I, we were actually um, super babies, young babies into dating because... We did a session or two of premarital counseling just to just figure it out and figure out what we were getting ourselves into. And so to be completely candid, we took this test and it was because I was so confused at 
why he was not accepting <laughs> the things that I was doing for him. And he acknowledged it, and he was so, so sweet. But it was to the point where I was like, okay, I'm doing these things. Like, I was giving him gifts and constantly, you know, trying to spend time with him when he was doing his coaching. And this was in our Oklahoma State days. And finally, um, I remember the counselor looked at us and was like, have you taken this test? And we said, no, you know, we haven't taken it. So we took the test. We came back the next week with our results and we talked about it. And I was literally <laughs> doing the love languages that I wanted done for myself. So mm -hmm. I was like projecting <laughs> the love languages. So once we figured it out, it literally became so much smoother of a ride. <laughs> I feel like that's super common though. I feel like when people are, even just with like your friends, right? You always do things that like you would want. So like if you're struggling in a time, you think about like what your friends could do for you that would make you feel better. So then when you're acting and helping others, you're loving on others, you're doing those things that have, you know, provided you that comfort, provided you that sense of love. So I feel like it's super, super common. And Ashley and I were talking and it was really funny because I told her, I was like, oh, I know Drew doesn't even need to take the test. Like he's words of affirmation, a hundred percent. And then I had him take the test. I'm so embarrassed to even say this. I had him take the test before we did this. And no, like he's, he's quality time, physical touch and words of affirmation is third. So it's just interesting because you might think that your significant other is one way just because maybe that's how they like are talking to you or acting towards you, but that actually might be flip-flops, you know? So you just need to really take this test, maybe sit down with your significant other and figure out ways that you guys can each show that love for each other. Yeah, it's really funny because once I literally stopped the gift giving and the quality time, like over the top, trying to make sure that he felt like we had all this quality time together, his results were uh, touch and words of affirmation and acts of service is third. And so they're very close, though, between words of affirmation and touch are very close, like hand in hand. And um, once I figured out what his were, I started focusing more on that. And it is very hard, I'm going to say, because I love giving gifts and I love, um, you know, spending time with your significant other. And I will say in this industry, having those two are very hard to have as love languages. I have my personal ones are gift giving and quality time. So mm -hmm. um, learning to um, adjust with the season that you're in, that's also really difficult. So I just think that with with all of this information that we just shared, that you just need to focus on what your significant other's love language is, because the more that you focus on what yours is, the bitterness will start to build, because what you're lacking in and what you're trying to do for your significant other, all that effort will be wasted, you know? Right. So. It's crazy. And I think that, you know, I have, I have physical touch, quality time and acts of service, which are all really hard things to have when you are dating someone within the sports industry. But I don't think that just because it's hard doesn't mean that it's not easy to do those little things. Like when you think of some of these terms, you're thinking of these big elaborate things that are going to show you someone's affection for you. And that's just not what needs to happen. So I think having those conversations with each other and just figuring out like, what are the little things that they can do even within season that would really fill your cup up? You know, we're always looking at these elaborate things that other people do for different people that we see. You're always looking again, for the grass is always greener. You're always looking at what other people are doing, but why don't you focus on what would be make your relationship a little bit stronger 
It could just be a little thing. Maybe you just pick up your clothes after yourself. I don't know, like whatever, something little that they can do that's going to just bring that burden and take it off of your shoulders. Yeah, and I want to talk about quality time and touch real quick because this industry that we have with our significant other, it is very far and few between moments that you get for these. So that does not mean you go and try to change your love language because I'm sorry, sister, it is staying the same. <laughs> you cannot alter it. So what I want to just stress to you is to set that expectation of um, what you are looking for. So for touch, for, I don't know about you, Brittany, but touch for me is like even sitting on the couch in that moment that you are sitting there, like have your hand like on my leg or like have your arm around me or mm -hmm. one of the pastors that I listened to, Craig Rochelle, he's at Life Church. He said that when he walks in the door and he has kids, he has six children, that he walks straight to his wife and kisses her first and the kids know like, okay, I've got to give my wife like this touch because that is her love language just to acknowledge that, you know, I know that she needs that. So I just really like embraced that. And I was like, that is so cool. So we started doing that too. Carson walks in the door, kisses me, hello, like whatever, and then sit down and we can watch TV or whatever. Yeah. So we started doing the same thing. And we also started doing like we have to kiss before we go to bed because there's sometimes we're like tired and you just don't think about it or whatever. So we always kiss like in the morning before he leaves, no matter what. And we always kiss like at night before we go to bed, no matter what. It doesn't have to be this big, long, elaborate kiss, like just a little kiss, like just to show that you have that physical connection because I do know that it is hard when they're working late hours and I'm sure my mamas are all tired with their babies getting up early and maybe they're not even half awake when their husband comes home, but just make sure that they give you that little peck on the cheek or on the lips or whatever it is, just to give you that sense of physical touch, just to know that like they do care and they're there and they still love you and all that stuff. So I think that's a really, really good one. Quality time is the other one that's like super difficult with the season and no matter what season you're in, um, you can experience loneliness. Um, you can be surrounded by women and other children and go do all these things and fill your calendar with all these events and yet you can still feel um, very lonely. And so just getting feedback from other women and listening to their stories, you just want that desired time to just sit there with your significant other and just to be you know, one-on-one -on -one time. Um, so when we do have that time, Carson and I personally, we don't have phones at the table. So we put them down. It is a big, big pet peeve of mine. Carson does not do this, but I have seen other people out doing this where you're out at dinner or you're sitting at the dinner table when you're at a friend's house or something and they pick up the phone and they start texting or they walk off and they call. And I know that some things happen and you have to do that, but just making it a standard of, okay, this is our 30 minute dinner together or whatever you get, 30 minute drive or whatever, just have that uninterrupted time. So I think that's super important. I really think that's important, honestly, like just in the friend world too, because I know when I'm talking to my friends and seeing them and I haven't seen them for a while, like I know how much they appreciate when I'm not on my phone, like talking to whoever else, because you get that one time or that set amount of time with that person and you don't want it to be interrupted, honestly, even by kids and things like that. So even if it's just like 10 minutes, let's just not use our phone for 10 minutes, then I think that helps that quality time one. And I think that it's so easy to get out of habit and let it slip away because I have done it personally myself, not looking at my phone per se, but 
just like where you're not in a routine, something throws off your routine with your love languages. And so they become, you become distracted or like, you know, you're doing all these things and it just slips slowly and slowly away and then bitterness comes. And so the reason why I keep bringing that up is just because I feel like we are given these five love languages that have been laid out there for us. And it is just such a blessing to be able to see them and break them down and take this test and put it into action. So we really encourage you to try to focus on your significant other's love languages in this next week. And I think the last one that would be really tough being in the sports industry is acts of service. I think with that one, you know, sometimes they're not around all the time because they're at the fields or they're doing something at work and they're not able to do household chores. They're not able to help with the kids, those type of things. So my piece of advice for this would be to tell them, tell them what they can do out of all of the things that you have on your list. Give them something that's going to help you. So I have learned that I had to do that with Drew because I thought that he could read my mind and just know like, hey, I look overwhelmed and I'm like doing all these things, but he can't. And I I realize I have to vocalize that. So I really communicate with him if I'm like, you know what, I'm just stressed. And he's like, okay, well, what can I do? I'm like, pick up the dog poop when you come home. Even if it's at 11 o'clock at night, like that will really help me. Then I don't have to do that. Or, you know, can you please take the trash out and just put it on the curb for the next day or What is that one thing that's going to help you? Because yes, they're not going to be able to do everything that you want them to do around the house. It's just that season of life when you're in the middle of season and all those things, like it's just not going to happen. So think about what are those things that will help relieve some of that stress off your shoulders. Yeah. And I personally, you know, we all do as women in this role that we have within supporting our significant other, you are doing acts of service every single day, no matter if you like it or not, you somehow have found yourself doing these things and you may not have realized it um, in the beginning, that is what you will be doing. But it is like this unsaid rule that happens where you basically start doing little things, trying to help them get ahead, whether it be laundry or you start cleaning or you do these things and it just becomes part of your routine. I don't really know how it happens, but I will say that if this is your love language, this is probably one of the toughest to get back in return and feel that love. Um, So like Brittany said, I really do feel that you have to assign things to each other, whether it be like, okay, if you can take the trash out or whatever it is, because this one can easily slip away and you end up doing all things just Mm -hmm. because... It's easier if you just do it um, instead of just waiting for them to come home and do it or in the morning do it. You can just knock it out. But, no, they can get their fair share of an assignment, too, to help with the house. Yeah, definitely. And Ashley has been using this app, so we're also going to reshare that again on our stories because I think it's awesome. And do you want to share anything about how that experience has been for you guys? Yeah, so basically the Love Nudge app, it was shared by another coach's significant other. I will not take credit. I did not find this app. She DM'd us. It was awesome. And so it is an app called Love Nudge. It is on the App Store. It is free. And basically you and your partner connect through the app and it shows you 
basically your piece of the pie for all different um, love languages that you have, the percentage broke down, and then you and your partner can share your love tank and basically what percentage is full, what you need to have some attention on, and then you can also set goals for each other. So Carson and I have been doing it. We wanted to challenge each other just to see how the app worked, to see if we wanted to share it with everyone. And I personally love it. I think that it's fun. It's a new way um, to communicate besides just sending a text of like, hey, you know, how's your day? It goes to the app and then you can raise your love tank and actually see the effort that you both are putting in. So this is something just to try out that I would just highly suggest. Yeah, I think it's awesome that you can see it right there in front of you because a lot of us are visual people. So if you're just thinking about it in your head, you're like, oh, well, he hasn't done anything. But if you look at your app and you can visually see this pie being filled up, then maybe that might make you feel a little bit better. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We enjoyed talking with you about five love languages, and we'd love to hear your guys' feedback on what your love languages are and what your significant others are. Yeah, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to More Than a Season podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at more than a season underscore women's guide for the latest updates. You can also follow our personal Instagram accounts at Ashley M. Kramer and Britt Labby. We would love it if you would download, subscribe, and leave us a review on your choice of platform. Thank you so much. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.